Hey y'all, welcome back to Enduring Faith Podcast. I'm Jamie Miller, your host, and today we're talking about how to obey God with our generosity. I actually did not intend to continue to do podcast episodes about obedience, but I know that God is really working in my life in this area, and I've learned a lot and just want to share some of the things that I've learned. So um, today we're talking about giving and generosity, and so um, not just our money, but um, other things as well. So we'll get into that in just a minute, but I want to start off with a verse you've probably heard before. Um, It's Malachi 3.10, and it says, Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. This verse has become so valuable to me in my life with our experiences with selling houses and um, things falling into place and just being blown away by what God has done for us and his faithfulness. And, you know, he really means it when he says, test me in this and see if I don't throw open the floodgates. I just love that. I can just imagine God saying that and challenging us, see how good I am. And then the other thing to think about, though, talking about tithing, you know, that's a 10% and it was also, you know, 10% of your crops or your first crops and things like that. But what I want us to remember also is Jesus. So Jesus came and wanted us to not be so legalistic about the old law. And so in Matthew 23, verse 23, it says, Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You give a tenth of your spices, mint, dill, and cumin, but you have neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. You blind guides, you strain out a gnat, but swallow a camel. Isn't that just awesome? Like, I love the Bible. (laughs) So what I believe he's trying to say is don't get caught up in the amount. Don't get caught up in trying to give because of some law or because it you're supposed to. That's not what generosity is about. That's not what giving is about. That's not what praising God is about. Um, it comes from your heart. And so that scripture comes from Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 through 15. And so I'm going to read that to you. This is one of my favorites. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. As it is written, He has scattered abroad His gifts to the poor, His righteousness endures forever." Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. This service 
that you perform is not only supplying the needs of God's people, but is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. So the New Testament, after Jesus came, tells us, give out of the goodness of your heart. Be grateful that you are able to give. Give from your cheerful heart. It's something that you've decided in your heart, not so much about the 10% or you know, it has to be this or it has to be that, but decide in your heart, let God lead you in it so that you're giving what he wants you to give, not what a law says or a church says or peer pressure says, that you're giving out of a relationship that you have with the Lord. Now, I will say that there is definitely goodness in the law. There's goodness in knowing that God expects us to give back to him. He expects us to be grateful to him for what he's given us. And so we give out of an appreciation, out of thanksgiving to our maker, the one who gave us the gifts to begin with. And so it's a discipline that we should have. It's a discipline of recognizing that our sustenance comes from God and we should not forget that. And that's what he was trying to teach the people in the Old Testament. And with Jesus, he wants us to know that it's still a discipline, but it's a matter of the heart. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also, right? In Matthew 6, 21. So he wants us to be disciplined in it and do what he's told us to do. Give generously out of thanksgiving and out of the goodness of our hearts so that we're a cheerful giver and I found in researching for this, I found that more than half of Jesus's parables referenced money. Isn't that crazy? So it just goes to show that humans, it's always been an issue, right? Money has always been an issue, which is why it says, you know, the love of money is the root of all evil, evil, because it's not money that's bad. It's not our gifts. It's not the things that we have that God's given us that are bad. It's when we start to worship it or we start to hoard it, and we don't give generously of the things that we've been given, that's when we can get in trouble. And so we still have to have this discipline of giving, and we do it out of out of love, we do it out of gratitude and thanksgiving, and not out of duty and obligation. Because we all know that if you're doing something because you have to, you have resentment about it. But if you're doing something because you're excited about it and you want to do it and it makes you happy and cheerful, then you're going to want to do it a whole lot more. So we're going to dive into three ways that we can obey God with our generosity. The first one is with time and gifts. So we're going to talk about money, but it's going to be last because I want us to all think about ways that we can be generous and show our gratitude to the Lord in ways that maybe we're not thinking of right now. So something that's always stood out to me, um, even since I was in high school, probably was the first time that I heard somebody say something about first fruits. Give the Lord your first fruits. And I just, I love this concept, even though it's been a challenge for me for the majority of my life. I never really fully understood how you could do that. And waking up early was so hard for me for so many years, especially when we had young kids. And so if you're listening to this and you have young kids, please know that 
you are not alone if you are struggling with first fruits in the morning or waking up and worshiping God. It is hard to do when you are not getting very much sleep and your days are just filled with toddler stuff or even just elementary stuff. It's just really hard until your kids are a little more self-sufficient and you don't have to actually wake them up in the morning and get them dressed. They can do all of that on their own. You get a little bit of freedom and you start to see where you can build in some first fruit time. But to me, it just means waking up, praising God, sitting down, reading some scripture, just spending that quality time with him each morning, but also we give him our time by going to church on Sundays. We give him the first day of our week. We can give him our time by serving others. And of course, that's something that is not hard to do because there's so many different ways that you can serve others. Schedule time to help others with the the gifts that you have that he's given you and not monetary gifts, but I'm talking the spiritual gifting that he created you with. Like if you are good with time management and project planning, maybe you help somebody who's struggling to plan something like a party, or maybe you help somebody with a budget sheet if they're struggling with that, or if God has gifted you with patience and a love for children, serve by taking care of kids and helping those moms out. Whatever it is, God's given you your unique gifting not just for you to make money with it, but so you can help those around you. He's given you a sphere of influence so that you can take care of the people that he's put into your life. And and doing that, you're serving them with your time and your talents, right? The gifts that God has given you. And sometimes those kinds of gifts are some of the best. I mean, I can even remember when we had, we just had the one baby and he was little, he was just a few months old, and my husband and I wanted to go to a concert, and we couldn't, we couldn't find a babysitter, but all the grandparents were all busy, and it came down to the night of the concert, and my old Young Life leader, Kathy Mayer, shout out if you're listening, reached out to me and offered to babysit our baby so we could go to this concert, and refused to take money, and it was such a a huge blessing for us, such a huge blessing. And I'll never forget it. And it's things like that where, you know, I just pray that God blessed her immensely after doing that because it was just such a blessing to us. Okay. The next thing, number two is to obey God with your things, give your things. And so I'm not just talking about all the excess stuff in your house that you don't want anymore and it's worn out and you take it to goodwill or whatever. I'm talking about maybe something that you don't want to get rid of, but you feel the Lord leading you to do it. And so I actually have a couple of stories um, where I feel like God did this with me. And one of them was, gosh, over 20 years ago now on a mission trip in Mexico, I was wearing a necklace that I absolutely loved. So I was in college at this time and a friend of mine had given it to me in high school and I still had it and I wore it all the time and I really absolutely loved it. And while we were in Mexico on this mission trip, there was a little girl who just stole my heart. I mean, we just became instant best friends and hung out together every chance we got and she just 
was just a beautiful, precious soul. And I just knew God had connected us. You know, we were just inseparable. And she loved my necklace and told me that she loved it. And on the last day, I was so overwhelmingly compelled to take it off and give it to her that I couldn't understand because it was breaking my heart a little bit, honestly, because I loved it so much. But I knew God was telling me to do it, and I did it. And I still to this day think, I wonder if I wouldn't have, you know. And I don't know. I don't know if she wore it once and lost it or if she treasured it or who cares, right? That is not the point. It just doesn't matter. The point is I knew God told me to do it and I knew I needed to obey in that moment. And so I'm glad I did, even though I loved that necklace, I'm glad that I was able to just listen for the Holy Spirit prompting me in that and then following through. And just this morning, I read something where our fan was on and blew the pages of my Bible. And I just happened to look down and see this verse. And I remember thinking like, well, what does that mean? And so I read the notes in the bottom of my Bible, my study Bible. And it said, as you serve God with giving, beware of focusing on what you are giving up. And I was like, oh my gosh, he must want me to say that (laughs) in the the podcast today because it's so relevant to being generous and being obedient and giving up your things. As you're serving God with your giving, beware of focusing on what you're giving up. So instead of instead of focusing on, oh, but I love this necklace and oh God, I can't believe you're making me do this. But instead focus on the person you're serving. Focus on the joy that she had when she saw that I was taking it off and giving it to her. When I focus on those things, it makes me so happy and so glad that I obeyed. And then the next story, like similar, but not the same, was um, one day, not too long ago, a few years ago, after, or no, during work, our boss took us to lunch one day because it was somebody's birthday on our team. And we told the people, I think it was Zoe's, we told them that it was somebody's birthday and they gave each one of us this massive piece of chocolate cake in a little plastic container. And I ate my lunch and I couldn't, I wasn't able to eat the cake. So I thought, well, I'll take it back with me and I'll eat it later on this afternoon. It'll be like my two o'clock chocolate snack. And so I took it with me and we were all leaving and I was driving through the parking lot and noticed this homeless man with like a basket or whatever. And he, I don't know, I had never seen a homeless man in this parking lot before. Never seen anything like this in that area. And I don't know what, I mean, I know it was the Holy Spirit. I know it was God, but it just came over me. Give him the cake, give him your cake. And I did not want to give my cake away. I was really looking forward to eating that cake later. And so I kept going and I ended up turning down one of the lanes in the parking lot and coming back around because I just, as soon as I passed him and didn't give him the cake, Oh, I just felt that, that conviction, that Holy Spirit conviction, not condemnation. I could have gone on without doing it. And it's not like I would have been condemned. God would still love me, but I felt like he was testing me in this. So I turned around, went back and y'all, I just felt, I felt dumb. I mean, I felt like, I don't know. It was just a weird, 
weird experience rolling down my window and reaching out to this man and saying, would you like some chocolate cake? (laughs) And, but the way his face lit up and he got so excited and it just, I just knew it was God, you know, I knew that was God telling me to do that. And I don't know his story. I don't know if he ate the cake. I don't know anything about it. All I know is I know God told me to do it and I did it. And the joy that I had by doing it was so much better than the calories I would have consumed later. So that's just a couple of little examples where I feel like God's probably speaking to us like that all the time. And, you know, last time I talked about hearing God and listening for those little Holy Spirit nudges, and I just want you to pay attention to those types of situations where, um, you know, he may be asking you to let go of something for the sake of his kingdom. And instead of focusing on what we're losing when we do that, we can focus on the fact that we're serving God and we're being obedient with our generosity. And you may not ever understand why he's prompting you to do it or if whatever you gave made a difference in that person's life, but do it anyway. Be obedient in those things. Our job is to obey and let God work out the consequences. So we just do what we're told and we don't have to worry about what happens next. Okay, so now number three is your money. And so this one is really important to me because I've seen God move in our lives in this area. When we first got married, like probably a lot of couples today, we were so in debt already. Like we started out in debt and I was a teacher and I wasn't making very much money and my husband was in school full time and things were tight. It was just a struggle and the debt was mounting up and it was honestly a horrible, horrible feeling that we were starting out our lives together like this. And I remember one afternoon after school was out, um, all the second grade teachers were in one of the classrooms talking and I think I must have said something about being stressed about a bill or I, I made a comment about not not being able to pay a bill or something. I don't know. I made a comment about money and the other teacher told a story about when she started actually giving to the church and it left such a huge impression on me to this day. I always think about that conversation with her and she just flat out asked me, are you giving to your church? And I was like, no, we don't have any money to give. I mean, we have nothing. We're in debt. We don't have any leftover. And so she told me about when she was in the same situation once and um, someone had challenged her with giving to the church. And so she started to, and of course it wasn't 10% of her income at the time, but it was, it was whatever she could. It was from the beginning. She didn't wait till the end of the month. We got paid monthly then. She didn't wait till the end of the month to see what she had left over she gave him money off the top, the first fruit. And even if it's, I think she said she started out with just $10. And then when, when she realized like, okay, well maybe I can give a little more, she would slowly increase it. And then one day, one month, a bill came up that she wasn't going to be able to pay. It was like $300 
and she started to panic and started to question, you know, if I wouldn't have been giving that money away, would I have had enough to pay this and whatever? And the day before it was due, she got a check in the mail for the exact amount, the $300 or whatever. And it was apparently from an old apartment she lived in where she had like an overage on her account and they just reconciled the accounts and sent her this refund of $300 and she was able to pay her bill. And so her telling me the story and the excitement that she had and the way her eyes lit up as she's telling me, she knew it was God. She knew he was blessing her. He was throwing open the, the floodgates of the of heaven and pouring out so much blessing on her, just like Malachi said. And I just was like, hmm, well, maybe I'll try it. And so we started. We started giving um, a little bit. We didn't start out with 10%. We started giving a little bit, a little bit at a time, and then slowly increased. And then when my husband got a job, we increased it. Anytime I ever got a promotion or anything like that, we increased it. And over the years, I can honestly say I'm sitting here today debt-free and completely in awe and wonder and shock of how God has been so faithful in this promise to throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. I mean, it has just been such an amazing journey. And that's my challenge to anyone listening today. If you're not tithing or maybe it's not the 10%, maybe it's whatever you have decided in your heart to give, whatever the Lord is impressing on you to start giving to church, to charities, whatever, start small and slowly build up. And you'll know, God will tell you when you're really listening and you're seeking him and asking him for direction in this area, he will give you a number. He will, he will guide you in it. He will speak to you through the Holy Spirit and let you know when and how much to give. And I have so many stories. I actually wrote a blog um, about this a few years ago because the whole checks in the mail thing has actually become kind of a joke with my husband and I. Not a joke, but well, kind of a joke, <laughs> an inside joke, I guess. Because we have watched this happen over and over again in our lives where the more we gave, we would end up in a struggle. And then we would get a check in the mail from an old insurance company that we had closed down an account or just crazy stuff that you just wouldn't even believe. We would get out of the blue some sort of refund or some sort of money from something that we would just be completely shocked by. And it just, it did become funny because it's like, I don't know why, why was it always surprising every time, you know, like we should know, like, look at God. He does amazing things and he is so faithful when we're obedient and he blesses our obedience. And just want to encourage you, you know, Jesus told us the giving is from our heart, right? Each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. So it's not about the 10% as much as it is about 
how you give it. Is it something that you're giving out of trust and honor to the maker of the universe who's given you everything? Because you know, if you have money, it's already his. If you have anything, it's already his. He's the one who is allowing you to have it in the first place. So why not honor him and praise him and be generous with it? And so this is, you know, I think last time I talked about when we were trying to sell the house and we were, you know, trying to figure all that out and we went to church and our pastor started talking about Haggai who said, get your priorities straight. You're not rebuilding the church. You're out gallivanting around and you're doing all of this stuff and you're still not happy. You're still not satisfied. And why is that? It's because our priorities are mixed up and we are not obeying with our generosity in the, the order by which the Lord designed. And so as you start to do this, I want you to know, and this is, this goes not just for money, but everything, your time, your giftings, your talents, or your things, your money, no matter what it is, you will start to notice that the Lord is blessing you in your generosity. And the best part about it is that it's like the more you give, the more you love to give. And by being able to honor a waiter or a waitress by leaving a big tip, even if the service wasn't great. I mean, I would even say, especially if the service isn't great, because you don't know what that person's going through. You know, the service may not be great because they're struggling. They may have issues at home. They may have a sick kid, whatever it is, you don't know. And it doesn't matter. But if you feel that prompting to leave a big tip, leave the big tip and you don't need to know how they spend it. It's not up to you to figure out the consequences of your obedience. You just do it. If the Lord is prompting you to do it, I'm challenging you just do it. And the joy that you get by knowing that you've obeyed the Lord is just indescribable. It just is an amazing feeling. So to wrap this all up, I just want to say, thank God for Jesus, right? Thank God that we don't have to obey out of this legalistic, rules-based way of giving that we can truly give out of a place of joy, a place of gratitude and thanksgiving for all that God has done for us. And that it doesn't have to be a strict 10%. It can just be um, whatever God is prompting us in our hearts to give. And of course, there's going to be times that we don't feel like it. And that's where the discipline part comes in. Discipline can lead to determination And if you are determined to live in this place of gratitude to the one who gave you this life, all the gifts and treasures and money, then you're going to learn to obey him with your generosity and just continue to do it. Even if you don't feel like it, do it anyway. Um, And he even says, test him in this. Why not try it out? Why not just go for it and just see what happens? Just see if your life doesn't begin to change and the floodgates of heaven be thrown wide open and blessings be poured out beyond your wildest expectations. Just, just try it. So 
that's a wrap for today's. I know this one was a little bit longer. Um, I do get very excited talking about this just because I've seen him do such an amazing work in our lives through our obedience with generosity. And if there's anything I can stress to all of you is just go for it. Just try it and just see what happens. So I would love to know if any of you have an obedience story. Please share that with me. I get so excited hearing these stories and it just, it encourages me and it encourages others to share your stories about obedience because it's such a tough thing for us. We struggle with it. We struggle with knowing what he's telling us to do and, and balancing that with everything going on in the world, our wants and our desires and shifting you know, to what he's wanting us to do. It's tough, but we can be encouraged and we can encourage others by sharing those stories. So please let me know. And also, if you know anyone who just needs this encouragement from this podcast today, please share it with them and help me get the word out by liking or commenting on my social media pages. And of course, I so appreciate the reviews that you've given me on the podcast apps. So please continue to do that. I know the reviews help for me to show up when people are doing searches for Christian podcasts or coaching podcasts or something like that. So thank you all so much for listening today. And again, please share your obedience stories with me. I would absolutely love to hear those.